Greetings, friends, and welcome to Shouting at Dice, the Dragon Heist. My name is Matt German, and I'll be your Dungeon Master for this session. Playing with me, as always, are Penny German as Kara Stonesmith, a dwarf fighter who is quite smitten but doesn't quite know it yet. Jordan Dietz is Alara, an ASMR cleric who still resents the bullies in her past. Chris Sturdy is a Keezy, a Minotaur druid who totally has a fidget cube. And Peyton Cogner as Azrath, a dragonborn paladin who is just the best socialite. Uh, as I briefly mentioned before, Kara is actually the mother of Kathra, a character Penny plays in a different campaign. Uh, before I started running this, she had already planned on playing Kathra's mother, and things just sort of fell into place after that. So it kind of created an interesting look into Kara's story, uh, and we kind of decided that we should explore things like Kara meeting her future husband and the like. Uh, so that's where a lot of the humor <laughs> surrounding her comes from in the in future episodes. But uh, just a little bit of background information for y'all. Um, oh, also, I started my own Patreon. Uh, you can find me there under the best disguise. Uh, so far, I'm really only using it as a tip jar, but I'd sure appreciate it if you could check it out. Um, and as always, you can also follow us at, at The Best Disguise, at The Pennykins, at Dream Deets, at The Library Chris, and at Peyton Cogner. Uh, thanks a lot and enjoy the show. Uh, last time, you guys finally got enough money to open up the tavern. Um, through some various means, you... It was the quest turn-in <laughs> section. Kara um, Kara went back to Zillifarn and retrieved a sunken chest that had a, uh, a decent amount of gold, or, well, silver in it, as well as an amulet that uh, was worth quite a bit of gold, and claims to a safety deposit box in Waterdeep that had a King's Ransom in gold. Additionally, you met with uh, Istrid Horn, a, uh, a Zentarum agent looking for safe refuge during the investigations uh, into the Grawlhund Villa bloodbath. You guys took up, took her up on her offer uh, for quite a bit of money in order to just let her hide out at the tavern for a ten day. You guys continued to patrol the graveyard, uh, still not finding anything. Uh, but we did get a little bit of insight into Akizi's backstory mm -hmm. uh, and her tragic past. And then finally, Elara and Azarath, uh, in pursuit of uh, a very a, a small quest that Azarath was given to uh, learn what the publication, the newspaper, knew about the Black Viper, uh, you guys paid a visit to the Castle Hunters estate uh, and spoke to Amalia Castellanter with what some would some would consider a varying degree of uh, <laughs> of misfortune. <laughs> you learned that she does not, in fact, have a twin sister at all. Disabled twin sister. Let, let alone one who's disfigured. Um, but more importantly, she learned a considerable amount of information off of you two after you both were charmed by her. Um, before being uh, evicted from her, the estate by her husband, uh, Victoro, who was very displeased to see you there. You guys left feeling pretty good until the, the spell wore off and then realized that it's a good thing that she does not want you guys dead for any reason because, like, she could ruin you right now very easily. And she then has... the got punched. <laughs> so, you were just in the way. <laughs> we were joking about that at work. <laughs> I've never stopped thinking about it. 
And that is where we left off. I fucked up the names, okay? Oh, and uh, of course, uh, Kara spent her afternoon uh, after Zelifarn visiting the various guilds, buying licenses and making deals, and just a bureaucratic nightmare of a day uh, <laughs> in which she finally was able to get everything you guys need to get in order to get your tavern up and running. So that should be happening within the next few days or so. You had your first employee inquire for a, or your first pros prospective employee inquire, uh, Clint Bulderna, who, uh, if most of us outside the game know, is Kara's future husband. Azerath. Uh, tell me a little bit about, um, or I guess Peyton, tell me a little bit about Azeroth's um, home life before his quest began. Uh, tell me a little bit about what just living in his clan was like. So they were a highly religious clan. Um, they basically just traveled. It was basically their old goal to live in peace. Um, Azeroth was a hunter for the clan and also a warrior. Um day-to-day -day life for him basically looked like hunting, prepping, you know, just keeping a lookout. So what we're going to do is we're going to start that evening after uh, Kara met Clint. Um, and for the sake of when the narrative, I'm going Clint. to say that uh, Clint was hired um, because he was not only the most qualified candidate um, inquiring to be basically the cook um, slash brewer here, uh, mostly the cook, because I imagine Caro had had something to say about being the brewer. But uh, uh, he, he, he's the only one. He was the most qualified candidate inquiring about a cook. He was also the only candidate inquiring to be a cook. So we're going to start up that evening. Uh, you guys are preparing to go for your next... Uh, your, Walkabout? I believe it's your sixth day out at the, uh, the City of the Dead. Um, and we are going to start with... Uh, we see Azeroth in his room preparing... Um, and uh, if you imagine, imagine if you will, uh, the camera is focused in on his face, and we see the face of a battle-worn and tired dragonborn who's probably looks a little older than he actually is, just from the battles he's seen. We see. Does uh, does Azeroth have any like facial scars or anything? Yeah. Or battle damage on his. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's missing some scales, like, on his cheek, and he has a large, like, gash, kind of, like, down, not, like, over his eye, but, like, over, score, yeah. like, on top of it. On his brow, yeah. sure. Um, but just, like, scarred scales. Yeah, nothing, no, I imagine nothing too disfiguring or noticeable, just enough to, that you can tell this, this man has been in battle, has definitely seen his fair share. So, so, yeah, so we see that with his, uh, with some, some missing scales and subtle scar on his brow, and... We see the uh, the sort of uh, baggy scales under his eyes, um, and and his gray piercing eyes that have a kind of a, a harrowness to them. A uh, when those who look into them, they can kind of just tell this. He's he's been through some stuff, and in an instant, um, instead of this grizzled version of Azeroth, we see a very very young Azeroth in his adolescence. Um, perhaps 13 years old, um, clean-faced, uh, 
his eyes no longer have that that darkness to them. Very clean, very full of wonder and excitement. Um, but in this moment, he's looking a little sheepish. And uh, as it pans out, we see his mother standing before him and scolding him, um, holding something in her hand. She's she's got an amulet in her hand, and the amulet is uh, is gorgeous. It's pure gold, and it looks like a dragon's fist clutching a ruby, and it kind of glows with a little bit of an arcane fire. And uh, she's scolding him. Um, you. You never take this from me. This is very, very important to Azeroth. You know, Azeroth has uh, clearly just been caught uh, either trying to sneak this thing out or doing something that he shouldn't have been doing with it. Uh, but uh, she's she's scolding him. This is very precious. It's one of a kind. There's no other like it in the world, and it, it's very dear to me. I, you must never, ever take this without permission ever again, Azeroth, and just scolding him. And... Then we kind of blink back into the present, and uh, we see Azeroth finishing suiting up and getting ready for your guys' uh, um, trip to the City of the Dead. So, that's where we're going to pick up. Well, I was going to, because we have all that money and I paid for all the guild stuff and the mm -hmm. signing and the madness of all that, Kara was going to go, and now that she's probably kind of starting to familiarize herself, I mean, not much, but familiarize herself with the guild and maybe some of the people that she, to talk to, she's going to go and see if she can start talking to people about um, furniture and commissioning some art and things like that and just get, giving getting an idea, maybe giving them an idea and maybe put like a little bit of a down payment on like some art that we could put up in there to kind of like okay um let's all right um so you guys set out to the uh city of the dead this evening yes mm -hmm. all right so uh you arrive it is a particularly heavy downfall of rain tonight um it's pretty cold uh, you guys probably had to bundle up with a, a few extra, like, uh, like raincoats and and uh, a little bit more warm, warmer clothing tonight. I'm I wearing brought a, a poncho. I, I brought a bottle <coughs> to share with everybody to help keep their bellies warm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, you, you greet uh, Sir Ambrose, who seems to be unshaken, and he says, um, Good luck tonight! And then he storms off into the, into the evening, if I'm not intended. So, uh, how are we doing? How are you guys doing this this evening? This is yeah. the uh, the seventh night, so you only have a few nights remaining. I'm gonna turn into a wolf. <laughs> All right, who has to party with the wolf now? No. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna ride him. Starts wrestling. I'm not. I'm not that big. <laughs> Carry me, Keezy. We all know how much Alara loves wolves. <laughs> All right, so Alara and Keezy and uh, Azeroth and Kara again. Yeah. Alright, so we'll start with Kara and uh, Azeroth. Kind of you, I imagine that you guys, that, that everybody knows the uh, events at the Castle Andrews Villa at this point. I'm just like, she's just casually walking with her, kind of just like resting her axe on her shoulder, and she has the bottle <coughs> like in her hand but with her shield, so it looks <laughs> like she's just like... <laughs> so it doesn't look so obvious that yeah. she's drinking I mean, that's not really the point. She just doesn't want to take her shield off to drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many times does she smack herself in the forehead with her shield? <laughs> oh, no, she's like... 
time you drink Yeah, she'll just... turn her head to the side and like, <laughs> fills up her cheek and then she drinks it. She's like, gotta stay warm. <laughs> then she tries to see if Azeroth wants any. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, Azeroth, I think Azeroth reminds that, I feel like he's just kind of mostly judging her while silently promoting <laughs> the events of this morning. <laughs> I mean, she, she's, she's like cat- Well, the Castle Entrance Villa would have been the previous day. Well, she's not actually, like, straight up drinking to get drunk. She's just, like, trying to stay warm. So you don't see her just, like, you know, put them away. Well, I, it's, I like, the one bottle and it's, like, sips too. and stuff. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, awkward sips. And... <laughs> 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 or she does that one time and, like, runs into, like, a mausoleum. Like, oh, oh, damn. <laughs> Kara, you're a mess. Yeah, she's like, she's like not actually rosy-cheeked yet. Kara, <laughs> you beautiful disaster. Yeah. You like, went from an elegant... she just starts smelling of alcohol. <laughs> just like it's wafting off her because she spilled it all over. She went from an elegant drunk to a sloppy drunk. Yeah, she's not even drunk right now. That's the sad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, um... So that's how you two are... <laughs> That's how that mess is yeah. proceeding. Like, all right, roll it. Disadvantage to drink because you have your shield still attached. Disadvantage to drink. <laughs> I'm sure it's a thing somewhere. Ikizi and Alara, um, you guys are traveling uh, at first in wolf and in wolf form and normal form, and then after an hour. Uh, in Minotaur, and, and uh, so, what uh, does anything change from tonight? How how are you guys after the hour? Lars just bored, so she's playing with the whistle that Kara gave her. <laughs> <laughs> she's playing the whistle song. Yeah, it's very light, so that she's like, I know I can't attract any attention, but I'm bored as fuck. So she's just with the whistle. Like, Blow that whistle, baby. <laughs> because she knows if she blows the whistle, Kara's gonna come running. Yeah. So she's like, I gotta do it. You made me spill! <laughs> like, like kind of like holding it away and blowing yeah. it into it to see how loud she can get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Without, like, alerting anybody. Uh, unfortunately, the downpour is heavy enough where it's it's kind of muting a little bit of sound. <laughs> oh, so. okay, cool. Um, I would like you both to roll perception. And they, let me actually 13. unpack my dice here. Ah, 17. Right. I rolled a number. So, um, Laura is far too distracted by this. Um, Akizi, though, you're you're walking and you see something for the first time tonight that you've not seen any of the previous nights. You see lantern light in the, oh. in the darkness. Is it, like, moving? Yes. Or, oh, it's that's very spooky. slowly moving. I'm, get, I'm gonna point that out to, uh, Laura. And, and they're supposed to be closed, right? <laughs> or can anybody come here still? Um, no, nobody's Uh-oh. supposed to be really here. Uh-oh. Okay. Should we check it out? Probably. Okay. Yes. We gotta check it out. And as soon as, uh, as you guys are speaking, um, and you're pointing it out, you see it kind of fade away. Not, not like it, like it, it's being snuffed, but kind of like probably went behind a mausoleum or something. Oh, okay. like, or, or just dipped behind a, a hill or something, so. I'm gonna re-wolf myself. Okay. I'm gonna roll for stealth. I'll roll for wolf stealth. Nine. Does the wolf have stealth? stealth. Alara, try. (laughs) A wolf should have stealth. A wolf should have stealth, I agree. Oh, no, he does. Never mind. Oh, okay, cool. 
It's just the... I was... You know, I was thinking these skills were in alphabetical order under Wolf, and they're not. Laura, you said you got a 9? I tried. Ooh, 20. <laughs> 20. Alright, uh, you guys kind of sneak through um, this winding, you know, I assume not staying on the path, uh, but winding through in between um, the different monuments and uh, crypts, and you kind of crest a hill, and you do not see the lantern light anymore. But you do see uh, half a dozen figures in the darkness, oh. uh, just kind of uh, oh. shuffling towards the oh. uh, edge of the graveyard. Oh, I don't like shuffling. Shuffling. Probably just teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> just some goth kids. Yeah, some goth, kids. Some goth high schoolers. Some goth water deviant yeah. kids. They're from uh, WDH. Yeah. <laughs> Parents just don't get me, guys. From whatever the local wizarding academy is. Yeah. Bunch of goth wizard kids hanging out in this fucking graveyard. I've been thinking about necromancy as my school of choice. Oh, we all study necromancy. It's like so mainstream anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna study conjuration and summon a demon. He's gonna be my real dad. Chris is the ultimate goth. <laughs> yes. Well, Matt, I've had a lot of depression to like bring up the past. <laughs> I've run off experience. No, just get it out. Just yeah. get it out now. Just make like all these goth kids for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to do it later. <laughs> anyway, what's yeah, happening? Little, little, little do you know, I'm furiously writing down notes. <laughs> this is gold. Yeah, he's like, okay, so, roll for name. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just ripping off fantasy highs. <laughs> just like, my name isn't Maria anymore. Alright, so that's what you see. One. Uh, I'm going to approach slowly and stealthily. <coughs> they do not see you. Oh, good for me. Oh, they do not react. Uh-oh. Uh, how close are you getting to Uh, I'm gonna get as close as I, uh, like, until I see what, what they are. Okay. Um, yeah, it, you have to get pretty close. Uh, the downpour is making it very, very difficult to see. Great. Um, but fortunately in your wolf form, you're able to kind of mitigate that a little bit. Um, Alara, are you going with her, or are you kind of hanging back? I'll go with her. Okay. Um, Alara, I want you to go ahead and make another stealth check. Oh, good. Keezy, you got a nat 20 right no, earlier? No, just regular 20. 20. 20. Yeah. Um, Should I roll again? Yeah, let's go ahead and have you roll again. Ten. You fuck up. <laughs> I got one better. <laughs> uh, 22. Okay, better's better. Okay, um, so yeah, you, uh, you both approach, um, Keezy, you are very aware that Alara is following you, but you're pretty confident that she's being quiet. I, like, look back, and I hold up a paw and go, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> and Laura, this is very breath. unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picture that she has the whistle around her neck, so she has it in her mouth, and so when he when she does that, she's like, drops it. <laughs> Alright. Eh. So, yeah. you, you approach and get within about 30 feet of these, these, uh, figures, mm -hmm. um, and they still have not noticed you, but as you get that close, you notice they are wearing rags, tattered rags, and that's it. God, not they... even skin. They oh. are skeletons. Oh, oh, bees. Sometimes they get up and you have to fight them. Yeah, these, the these are some of those, this, these are some of those, uh, those types of skeletons. That okay. These skeletons have got up, and you might have to fight them. Okay. Oh. Um, and there's, uh, there's half of a dozen of them and nothing else around, but they are all kind of meandering off towards the, uh, <laughs> to the edge of the city of the dead, in, a, in almost a single file line. 
Oh, these fucking skeletons are milling about. <laughs> um, look very much like they have a destination in mind. Oh. Aru? Aru? Like, we need to follow them, but we also need to tell Kara and Azerath. Like, I'm not blowing that fucking whistle. <laughs> uh, I want you to make another stuff. Oh, jeez. Lisa. Not, not a Kiwi, just a lot. I'm only gonna roll five. Ah! Yes! Okay, 20. Meanwhile, Kara's just like balancing her axe on her head. <laughs> on her paw! She's a wolf right now! No, Kara. Oh, Kara, I thought you said Alara. No. Alara's oh. not a wolf either! Yeah. It's okay. Good night, everybody. I think we're done keeping it. Someone smacks a keezy. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta call it our DM has a concussion. <laughs> Is there, like, protocol for when your DM has a stroke? Because yeah. <laughs> you're in wolf form, so I am. you'd be faster than I would, I would be. So maybe you should go get okay. Kara. Yeah, I'm going to uh, sniff out... Uh, I'm going to follow the smell of booze. <laughs> <laughs> Make a an investigation check at advantage. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I knew being an alcoholic was good for something. <laughs> Twenty-two. You, uh, I'm yeah, amazing tonight. <laughs> yeah, you, you slink away. Um, Kara and Azareth, go ahead and roll perception checks for me. Eight. Twelve. Uh, Kara, you see a wolf approaching in the darkness, in the haze. I nudge uh, Azareth. I'm like, that's a Kizzy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Kizzy, yeah, you, you show up, and uh, you find these two. Okay, uh... I like stop in front of them and turn around in circles, and then like, like start to walk off. Okay. All right. <laughs> you just Alara. Do it. Yeah. Alara, yeah. are you still attempting to keep up with the skeletons then? Yes. Give me another self Shit! They're gonna find me. God, why? <laughs> okay. So, shortly after. Um, I mean, four. It's <laughs> worse. Shortly after Akizi leaves, uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of following after these. Um, like, you're passing underneath a tree mm-hmm. and trying to be very, very quiet, and all of a sudden, almost cliche, you hear the telltale snap of oh, a twig no. um, underneath your, your your boot. And See, I was thinking, like, she was so intent on being stealthy and following them, she just conked right into the tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as soon as that happens, all six of them spin around and then... Like, raise up uh, short swords and hiss at you. Oh, oh man, not only are they skeletons, they're armed skeletons. Do you have turn undead? <laughs> I say a prayer. Call my deity. All right, well, go ahead and give me an initiative roll. In fact, everybody, go ahead and give me an initiative. Oh, why? It's gonna suck at it. Oh, never mind. 20. Right, Carl, what'd you get? 13. Easy. 21. I'm just rolling here. 10. It is going to take... The rest of you, two rounds to get there. Oh, God, no. I'm dead. Claire's just gonna die. If you get super in trouble, just... Boot! (laughs) So we can run, like... I am whistling, like, no one's busy. Alara, you actually get to act first. Sweet. Okay. So I'm gonna do turn... I'm gonna channel divinity and turn undead. Okay. So how does that work? Read it to me. Um, as an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer censoring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails its saving throw, it 
is turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. A turned creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can. And it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. So, um, what is the DC? 13. Are these skeletons wisdom rich? Alright, the first one succeeded? Yes, apparently they are. The second one succeeded. God dang. The third one succeeded. Oh. The fourth one did not. Ah, uh, one. The fifth one did not. And the sixth one did not. So, so half, half of them are getting Half of them book it. <laughs> Alright, so the, uh... The three skeletons that um, succeeded are going to rush at you and attack. The other three are going to immediately spin around and bolt in different directions. Okay, at least I get three. That's So, that's two of them run up and stab you with the sword, short swords. The other one tries to stab at you with the sword, short, short sword, but like the water made him, him real slick and the, sword, the short sword <laughs> kind of just sails out of his hand. He just kind of <laughs> flings it and it sticks into the tree next to you. Yeah. What is he fling? What, what type of sword is it, Matt? Short sword. Okay. You were trying to make me say it again. I was. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> oh my god. So you're going to come back I and your cleric's you going to be dead. You had no faith. Don't lie. 13 damage from the two stabbings. Oh man, we're just going to find Malara Puddle when we get there. <laughs> round one has passed, so round two, you guys, the next round you guys will arrive. Alara, right. your turn. Okay. You've got uh, two skeletons. Uh, all three of them are standing around you in kind of a like a half circle. Um, <laughs> two of them are just stabbed you with swords, and then the, the third one threw the sword into the tree next to you. I'm going to do um, Sacred Flame on okay. one of the ones with uh, swords still. Ah, uh, he failed. Yeah! Takes two damage. The three skeletons that failed their checks are all now like you can no longer see them. Um, but the two that have their swords are going to, again, attack you. Uh, 14. Does 14 hit? No. Alright, so one of them hits you. So it takes six damage. So, uh, they're both swinging their swords down at you again. Uh, you're able to kind of parry one with your shield, mm -hmm. uh, but the other one gets through. And then the, uh, the third skeleton rests the sword from the tree. Akizi, you uh, you crest to the the hill uh, and you see Alara and standing at the base of a tree, engaged with three skeletons. Okay. Um, you were about sixty feet away. Uh, then I'm gonna take my dash action down there. Okay. All right. So yeah, you get down there, Alara. Uh, you see a wolf approach from the dark from the darkness behind you. Yay! <laughs> oh shit! It's not me! It's not me! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> He's just here for the bones! <laughs> I am going to my mace. Alrighty. The nat 20. Oh, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Double them. Double them damage dice. Seven. Yeah, you crack him in the ribs, and uh, you see chunks of bone fly off. Uh, he's now kind of like standing at an angle. Like his entire upper <laughs> body is now disjointed. Um, Skeletons are fun to use in fights because they can just fall apart. All three of them are going to take cracks at you again. Oh, Hi. I'm dead. So, one of them hits you. The one who rests his sword from the tree, from the tree decides that tree needs to die and die again <laughs> at the tree. <laughs> I can't believe that shit. Yeah, fuck this particular tree! And it is the same one, too. I'm, yeah. I'm, oh my god, I can't believe that. Um, the one that, uh, the, that you have not been hitting, though, he's... He's hitting you. 
four four damage. Alright, uh Kara, you uh you and Azarath are I'm gonna have you both act at the same time right now because there's not a whole lot else you can do. Uh, but you both get to uh, the crest of the hill, and you see Akizi running down and uh, Alara standing at the base of a tree fighting off three skeletons. Can I full run up there? Yeah, yeah, you're 60 feet away. So you can get close. So that'll get me 50 feet. Yeah, I run 50 feet. Alright, Azareth, what are you doing? I'm gonna run 50 feet. Well, you, I believe, can run 60 feet. Because your, your speed is 30, right? Uh, so you get up to 60 feet. So you run up up to uh, where Kara and or Laura and Akizi are. So you kind of actually pass Kara on the run. So <laughs> Laura's like, I'll be there in a minute, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Akizi, you get to go. Cool. Okay. So I am a wolf, and I am going to be using my bite attack on one of the skeletons that she hasn't attacked. Okay. Uh, there's one that has keeps throwing the sword into the tree, and the one that keeps hitting her. I I'm gonna hit the competent one. <laughs> I was gonna say, I assume you're probably hitting the one that keeps okay. smacking her. And since, um, Alara is within five feet of it, I get advantage on the attack, because of pack tactics. Okay. And she is part of my pack now that I am old. Yeah. Uh, oh. What? Uh, 15. Uh, 15 is a hit. Yay for stupid skeletons and their low AC. Uh, he has to succeed on a DC 11 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. He succeeded. Well, fine. He can take 9 piercing damage then. Alright then. Or probably less because he's a skeleton. No, nope, he takes 11. Really? Yep. So you uh, you run up and uh, you grab a hold of like... You, you leap up and he, he quickly throws up his arm to try to block you and you grab a hold of his arm and fully pull it off of his body. <laughs> so you've just got a freaking <laughs> like an in, in arm bone entirely in your mouth. So, um, Elora. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. 15. And then that's it, because that's my action. Uh, so the Skeleboys are going... One of them is going to attack Elora, the one that's got the cracked ribs. And fails. No, um, one is going to attack Akizi, the one who's... New, <laughs> The, whose arm she is no, currently gnawing on. It was his off arm, so that's a twenty to hit. I imagine that hits. Uh, no. Seven damage. Ouch. <laughs> and then the boy, the third one, rests the sword from the tree. Uh, I am no longer a wolf. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you guys, so you see the sword or this uh, the skeleton like slash down at the uh, the wolf with the sword. You hear the you hear the wolf cry out. You know that that. Yelp. And then all and then of a the sudden stands up. And then all of a sudden it's a Keezy with a big bone in her mouth. <laughs> His arm in her mouth. <laughs> Alright, Kara, you are ten feet away. Alright. In that ten feet, I'm going to bonus action, I'm gonna switch switch to um two hand. And so you put your shield away. Yeah, I'm just like, a normal attack two handed. Okay. With my battle axe four. Twenty four to hit? Twenty four. That surprisingly is a hit. Um, eleven damage to the guy attacking her. Yeah, finish him. So Kara just like the, that last ten feet is like running. She like throws her shield on her back, goes to two hand, kind of does like a slide in the wet like mud and and uh, grass. grass, and just like does like a fall, sort of like a follow through bunt, I guess. Sure. And just goes right through the the skeleton. And then she's going to action shoot. She's going to hit another skeleton. 
which skeleton? The one, that, the, the one whose arm is currently missing and is in Akizi's mouth, or the one sword sword tree guy? Sword tree guy. Okay. And I'm going to goading attack him. 16? That is it. Roll your damage. 7... 11 damage. 11? Alright. And then he has to make a... DC 14 wisdom save. Failed, so now he so, needs to attack you, and nobody else otherwise yeah, gets Earth disadvantage. Yeah, gets disadvantage. Alrighty, <clears throat> and then that is that the end of your turn. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, so uh, Alara, you're fighting off the skeleton and this other skeleton who's not really fighting you, but more fighting the tree. Uh, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Kara kind of like baseball slides in and just <laughs> takes him, <laughs> cuts him in half. Just, yeah, you get the bones everywhere. You hear like the bowling pin noise, like, <laughs> like everywhere. Um, and then, uh, and then she gets up and then just smacks this other one in the back. And like, how does a goading strike sound? Like, how does that work? Do you, do you yell at him or something? Or um, I imagine you're, you're taunting him in some way. Um. Fuck you, skeleton! Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, like, yeah. Fuck you, skeleton! And then it, it, it turns to Kara with kind of a an insulted anger. Like, <laughs> fuck you! Yeah, no, fuck, fuck you! you. Just fuck like, you, man! Fuck, me. fuck you! Fuck, you. <laughs> right, fuck your you skeleton! Got, you are right there. Um, so you've Mine's got, got a coat on, it's better! <laughs> Skin coat. Gross. So you've I mean, got, accurate, but yeah. um, gross. Yeah. You've got one skeleton without an arm standing before Akizi, and then another skeleton whose back is practically snapped in half, who's facing uh, <laughs> facing Kara. Um, I'm going to go after the one missing an arm. Okay. And I'm going to attack it with my long sword. 14. That's it. Damage. All right. Finish him. Um... Can't talk, so I basically just them. take my long sword, <laughs> the one in my arm, and my mouth is just uh, slash yeah. up and down really quickly, basically from like rib to rib, slicing him it's in three. Evil <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, yeah, you uh, you cut through cleanly, and what was one skeleton is now three skeletons as they fall, like fall, oh, fall aside. Like, like his his left half goes one way, his right half goes the other way, and his. His skull just kind of hovers in the air and just kind of looks down a little bit, looks back at you, and then falls straight down. Akizi. <laughs> oh, oh, all uh, right. So yep. the one that you were fighting just got sliced and diced. Oh, okay. So there's only one left, and it is kind of not looking great, but angrily, like, having fuck you matches with Kara yeah. right now. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to take the bone arm out of my mouth and... Clock the skeleton with it. Right, make it uh, I've make got to. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. I don't have a choice. Is My... that like an improvised weapon? I guess. It, you just it will. You just just, just have him roll. <laughs> no, I'm just. I was just curious. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> I'm assuming Slaps I'm not proficient it. in bone art. I cannot <laughs> assume that you are. Okay. That <laughs> is feet. Like, oh yeah, I'm an improvised weapon fighter. Right? Yeah, not not in this case. Uh, that's gonna be 16. That's a hit. Cool. Like uh, what's the damage on a bone arm? Uh, we'll say 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Nice. It just, like, slaps it, it spin, its head Seven. skull spins that, around. Finish it. <laughs> finish it with its own arm, that would be amazing. It's not its own arm. Otherwise, I would say you have to be deep. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah. Okay, well, like, I, like, bring the bone arm up like that and whack its arm off. Okay. And then I grab that out of the air and just go crush like that. <laughs> you slam it down into a pile of, well, bones, <laughs> with its own arm and the arm of its friend. And then I throw both arms on the ground. All right. 
And the other three left, so combat's <laughs> over. <laughs> the other three left. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we they, can go they find them. Did. They come back eventually, right? <laughs> they don't you have no idea where they are. Them. They also went in three different directions, so <laughs> that's fine. It'll be a surprise every time we're looking. Yeah. It just pops up. <laughs> we'll be doing something completely different. It'll be like fucking Final Fantasy when you're walking and then all of a sudden... <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that, like, weeks later, like, you guys are tending to the bar and all yeah. of a sudden a skeleton walks in and just... They're like shopping for furniture and all of a sudden one pops up out of the woodwork. Ah! <laughs> oh, anyway. So So hey, what are you guys doing? Hey Keezy. Mm. This guy's bone. <laughs> They're not I mean they are bones at the moment, but I don't get it. Laura <laughs> 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 keeps walking. Kara laughs at her own stupid pun. <laughs> um, the rest of the night is uneventful. Um, you guys spend the good chunk of the night, I assume, trying to track down these three skeletons that have yeah. sprayed, and yeah. uh, you do not have any luck. They are gone. But uh, at the end of the night, you, uh, you meet up with uh, Sir Ambrose again, and uh, he, you actually notice he's got like a little bit of mud on his armor and such. Uh -oh. uh, the rain has slowed down, but um, uh, he, he walks up. How was your night? <laughs> there were skeletons. You encountered them too? Yes. One of them came tearing at me in the middle of the dark. I struck it down quite handily. <laughs> I, tr I, I trust that uh, you had a similar encounter. Yes. Well done. <laughs> I appreciate your help. You have not been as useless as I first anticipated. That's good. I'm glad. He, uh, he kind of looks around. He says, um, by my count, you have three more days remaining. I will see you tomorrow night. And then he marches off. Time to go home and go nap nap. Yep. Yes. You guys get home and go to bed. All right. Um, so we're going to kind of do a... Long rest, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. Long rest, oh, okay. for sure. Um... So, over the next few days, uh, you guys, I assume, are probably going to be investing a lot of your time in getting the tavern mm -hmm. set up. So, the uh, the next couple of days, at least the days leading up to the uh, the tavern's opening, uh, I, I unless you guys want to hold off on it for any length of time, um, I kind of assumed that you were going to pretty much get that going, right? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So, those few days... They're rough. It's hectic. I mean, you guys are up all night. You sleep as late as you can, which is not nearly as late as you would have hoped. Um, so you do wake up still groggy and tired. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just for the sake of brevity, and because I don't think any combats will have broken out in between, say that uh, for stat-wise you guys got a long rest collectively, but in-game like no single night has been a long rest. Um, but the next few days are very, very hectic. Uh, build, the, the tavern is very busy with different representatives from the various guilds coming in and meeting with you guys and inspecting the place, getting things moved. Um, you get like a distillery moved in, um, ovens and other such. Uh, you get a lot of uh, a lot of the works getting going in. Um, Istrid uh, and oh, yeah, she's around. Yeah, Istrid and Clint are still there, or excuse me, Jorn and Clint. Um, have you asked them for any... Well, Clint obviously is going to be helping in whatever way he can, but Istrid, are you just going to let her 
lounge about, or are you asking her for help? No, keeping yeah. her just on the down low, because we don't okay. know who's part of the guild thing, Okay. so... But, uh, but Clint is helping in, in whatever ways he can. Um, I'm gonna brew everyone some highly caffeinated tea. Oh, thank God. I was gonna be like, if someone okay. does it, I'm either I'm gonna find coffee or, yeah. a, like, a back alley wizard to just give me a boost. I'm basically brewing everyone <laughs> inner day drinks. Okay. Um, uh, so tell me, um, what are you doing with the tower? Did anyone have a different name that they wanted to pres- try out or do? Okay. So, Kara, you wanted you, your idea was to name it Soldier's Company. Yeah. So you uh, will say that you go to um, some of the nearby shops. Uh, you you spend a lot of time at at the Bent Nail, um, getting a lot of uh, furniture and woodworking and such uh, commissioned. Um, that's where a lot of this gold is going to. You get yeah. some custom signs made up with the Soldier's Company. Uh, do you guys have a, a logo or a symbol or anything to accompany that, or is it just bare bones? Just um. I want to say it's probably like, like maybe a, a sword and an axe or or a cross, you know, a sword and a shield or, I mean, what would be, probably like a sword and a shield. That's more universal, I would think, when it comes to soldiers. Okay. Like you would think, you know, like doing something like that, like it's. A, you know, Are you gonna do anything to it other than that to uh, to identify it more as a tavern and not like an age? Oh, blacksmith. <laughs> like a smith yeah. or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> with a beer, like, hanging on it. Oh, yeah, like, hanging off the hilt a little bit or something? Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. I like that. that. That's really good. Good Good job, Peyton. I was like, I just have the name. I can't so like think a, of a, a, a big frothy mug that's kind of yeah. spilling a little bit, yeah, it's like dangling spilling. off of the uh, <laughs> off of the pommel of an axe or something. Yeah, yeah. handle or something. That's cool. That's really I cool. just yeah. picture like Kara being like, or it's or it's like, it's like the handle is like down the sword. So I can see Kara like trying to drink something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I can see her doing Alright, so you get a couple signs, um, some, a couple signs commissioned with that logo on them, uh, and get them hung up. Uh, we see, uh, we see Kara standing up there, you know, trying to adjust it and get it oh, right. Yeah. On a, Let's have the on shortest person on a ladder. I'm just like holding her up. Yeah, yeah you've got her legs. No, you know what would be funnier if she asked her <laughs> to hold her up? <laughs> These two little droids. And then I pick up Quint. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Elora, what would you like to add? Uh, I, I want to kind of go through and have everybody give their own personal touch to this. So, yeah. um, and we can keep going around if we want. But uh... um, a wolf. <laughs> I mean, you can have it because um, you've been like think of it from Elara's perspective. Like she's been, she's worked in a tavern. She's yeah. probably worked in a couple to maybe get here, or I don't know. But I mean. I imagine that with with, uh, Elara's history, especially in taverns and stuff, you're probably the one thinking, like, we need a hidden weapon under the the, the bar. So you get, like, a crossbow. Crossbow, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Kara's more not thinking so, like, sneakily. She's like, we should put some out in the open. (laughs) (laughs) Just have a fucking axe on the back door, man. Just like, like, what is hanging up? (laughs) Oh, man. Um... I, yeah, I could picture her like, okay, we need to have like an axe or a sword underneath the bar with the glasses. Probably near like the register. And the... if you want like that wolf <laughs> motif, you could always have like 
oh, I get a couple, like, chairs commi with commission to have, like, wolf carvings on them or Ooh, something. Ooh, that'd be pretty you, Like, kind of, like, set, designate one corner. You know how, like, Texas Roadhouse has the... The, the, the Willie Nelson, <laughs> the Willie Nelson, Nelson corner. corner. You've yeah. got the wolf corner. <laughs> yes. No. The Wolfie Nelson corner. <laughs> You've got the Wolfie Nelson corner. There's a picture of a wolf with, like, a, a cowboy hat. Smoking a joint? Smoking a joint. I can kind of see you're like coming up for coming up with menus and stuff for like food or something. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, like a menu, uh, custom menu. Yeah. Sure, sure. Like she's not gonna cook Wolf it. Wolf but... only their just regular. Like, yeah. And I feel like we should have a bar. Also, can anyone play an instrument? Nope. I don't. I don't even have an instrument. So. No. So you guys have Clint. You're going to hire a barmaid. Um, and I will, unless you guys want to create this barmaid, and I'm okay with that if you do, mm -hmm. I will create the NPC during our downtime. Okay. okay, that's fine. But if you guys want to create them or have any kind of creative license into them, that's fine too. I, I, all I would request, or at least Kara requests, is that I would say they'd have to be a, a like maybe soldier background. Okay, Just have some sort the, of militaristic background. Well, go with the motif, and it's always good to hire a veteran. Okay. And they have purple hair. <laughs> All I want we'll is purple that. hair. Okay, yeah, we can do that. If you want that, that's fine. I want purple it's hair. It's a tiefling. Right. I'm like, yeah! Yeah, well, I, I'm going to request non-human. Yeah. Just because we are a bunch of non-humans, for one thing. Yeah. And also because non-humans tend to get overlooked for jobs. Uh, Akizi, what, what kind of personality uh, did you want to go? We do have your... The Minotaur statue. The Min Minotaur sculpture. statue. Sculpture yeah. is glass. Glass. And it was of a minotaur putting with her hoof on a uh, on a troll skull. Yes. Reserves. Okay. You've got that up above uh -huh. the bar, but um, in like what Akizi's doing is less like decorating or preparing anything for the bar, uh, kind of preparing, but um, making sure the ghost is satisfied. Um. So the ghost doesn't wreck the joint. Okay. I want you to roll. Just go ahead and roll a wisdom check. Okay. And I'm actually going to spend my inspiration. Ooh, that's ugly. <laughs> oh, no. <coughs> well, uh, it was a nine. The other roll was a nat one. Oh, wow. Um, so nine total? Yeah. Okay. Um, you actually do not sense the ghost uh -oh. at all. Oh, God, I during, lost it. During all of this <laughs> I lost the ghost. Oops. You're not sure if it's because the ghost is just gone? Yeah. If you just can't quite... I'm too hyped up on my own tea. Yeah. I'm high on or my own supply. Or if it's just because of the activity, because, the, yeah. it, like you said, the bar, the tavern has been extremely busy right, and right. noisy lately. Uh, so it could be any number of those things. Okay. Maybe we can leave a but, note. Well, I, like, I'm going to keep trying, and, like, I'm going to try going somewhere quiet, like maybe the cellar, and I'm going to light some incense, and, okay. like, earnestly try. Is right. Like, trying in the middle of everything. Right, right. Um... I'm gonna still say you get the same results. Okay. Uh, but was there any kind of personality that you wanted to bring into this other than your sculpture? Not at the moment, just because Akizi doesn't really have a head for that sort of thing. Like you've seen her room. Um, well, honestly, I kind of yeah. thought maybe that would be part of it. Like she sees. Uh, and what I had in my head, yeah. you don't have to do this, but what I saw in my head is she sees Kara putting these, you know, decorative weapons up, uh -huh. and she's like. I've got cool things that I yeah, can hang up. So she like puts up pictures of like flowers or something. A hubcap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like oh, she found a she you found a uh, cartwheel, a broken cartwheel or yeah. something. Like, no, that's cool. probably more accurate than everything. And she's just like hammering them into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right. And uh, yeah, like you see, you see, like, like Alara comes over and she's like, hey, Kizzy. I- so I imagine you get a lot of eclectic mm-hmm. stuff on the walls. So she like, puts a face on the wall and hangs it upside down. Okay. <laughs> it's broken up. I, I'm sure like a lot of us are going through. We don't know it's you, and we're just like, oh, and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like just, that looks weird like, there, and we move it over like four it back feet. and yeah. glares at you. <laughs> we're just like, it must be the ghost. <laughs> Seven foot tall Minotaur who's having your um, aesthetics dissed. <laughs> I want to commission a painting. Just basically of, starts looking like a horror. Of my deity. That's my with <laughs> a, like a massive battle under her of paladins versus like this evil horde, basically like a religious slash warrior sure, battle. Sure. Um, are you gonna go for uh, like just just generic paladins, or are they all gonna like be dragonborn or something? Um, they're all gonna be dragonborn. Okay, I was gonna say I'm not. I like I, I'm, I've never been quite sure how how in touch Azrath is with his heritage. Um, I imagine he's pretty. So like he loves his people and mm-hmm. who he is and where he comes from. He just okay. does not like to talk about it. Well, ab- it absolutely, but but so. like I, I I that's the feeling that I got. I got the distinct impression that Azrath was one of those who's like dragons is like. He's, he's very, very proud of who he is and where he came from and just everything about him. But no, I, I fully get that. He doesn't want to talk about it. That's kind of a traumatic experience. So Yeah, but he's still very in tune with like, his roots. Fantastic. Um, so no, yeah, you get a, a really gorgeous painting of Lindy's. Uh, does uh, does the rest of the party have any issue with uh, with him putting up a de- a painting of a deity? That no, actually, like Kara's like that's a really good idea. Uh, who's who do you have to do that? I want one for dwarves and uh, dwarven soldiers in Maradin. He just keeps yeah. nodding his Here's head. the card. That's fine. So yeah, you get a you get a really sweet painting. Um, um, so yeah, you get a really cool looking one, um, and then Kara brings in one kind of inspired by yours. Um, I'm gonna say that because, uh, just since yours is so far the only thing you've done, um, that it's probably the largest painting, and, like, it is just awesome. It's, it's a really, really good painting. Um, Kara? You say anything else? Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, like, the way that she wants this painting to be done, because I pretty sure Muradin is described in in a lot of texts of like how he looks and he's always like in the forge and um and I just want it to be like a scene where he's making like divine armor for all these soldiers and it's sort of like one of those like long vertical ones where it's like him making all this armor (coughs) and it's like being handed out to soldiers and then they're out fighting like a successful victory. It's like one of those long. What are those called? Those... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, very sweet. Uh, Alara, anything else you wanted to bring? What does the door look like? What does the door look like? Ooh. What a question. She tossed. He tossed that back at you. <laughs> what doesn't the door look like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a door. What kind of question is that? <laughs> I was kind of thinking of the door, like, like. Obviously, the bottom of it would be wood and everything, but like have a stained glass window almost, and we're gonna have to replace that so many times. I know. That's why I'm like, that's do I really I want to this? Oh. That's why I'm like, do I really want this? But it would be so cool for the opening. Um, I kind of want it's it not up to, me to, decide. to like Dad. have 
maybe a representation of each part of us. Like, oh, I'm Chris. Um, like, Kara would have maybe, like, an axe or something in the stained glass. For Akizi, it would be, like, maybe, like, horns, but one's shorter. Um, Azeroth, what would you want on it? <laughs> Did you maybe want to do this in a window for it being, like, Yeah, so let's do that. Yeah, do it. That's still gonna break, but... Well, <laughs> it break less likely instead of yeah. someone wearing armor goes well, to open you... the door and it shatters. If I might, if I might, if I might get a, give a suggestion. Uh-huh. The, uh, the ma- on the map, it has three front windows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be more than reasonable to say that it actually has four. Okay. And each window is like a specialized stained glass depicting like each of your personal like adventures. Okay. Um, for this, uh, since you're commissioning this, I want you to spend 15 gold. 15, okay. And, uh, and we can have, uh, you know, let's go ahead and go around the table. What does each of your guys' window look like? Kara? It's going to be a... like a revelrous dwarf with a pint. And it looks like they're like cheering, walking, like, drunkenly, I guess. I mean, that'll help show that it's a bar. <laughs> if that's there, right? And they're, like, trailing, like, a sword behind them, or an, or an axe, or a, or a mace, or something. They're just like... <laughs> okay. Yeah, Laura? What's yours look like? Um, I think she's gonna do, because you guys have the paintings of yours, I think she's gonna have saloons uh, symbol on the window just because Saloon is the reason why she became the adventurer she is, so it kind of represents her in a way. The eyes and stars. Yeah. Okay. Alara? Nikizi? <laughs> I'm like, I just went. <laughs> Go twice? <laughs> yeah. Do you want and Nikizi gets hit. That's uh, <laughs> it. Throw for the DM. <laughs> um, Akizi's is gonna be uh, like the broken horns. And then um, just small up in the top, and then under it is a fireplace with a warm fire coming out of it, showing that like this is a comfy place to come be. All right. And Azeroth. Um. So it's going to be a dragonborn, um, with like his shield on the ground, just like sitting, shield and sword on the ground, basically just having a awesome. All right, excellent, very cool, very cool. So, uh, Lara brought hers. Uh, Akizi, any other, any other customizations you want to bring? Something. I wanted to modify mine. Oh, okay, go it's ahead. It's actually like there's still a, a a dwarf walking drunkenly, <laughs> and then at the end, it's like they're leaning against like the edge of the window, and like they're like vomiting, <laughs> but you can't see the vomit. It's just like. Their head is gonna like they're vomiting behind a building. Like the evolution of man only. Yeah, yeah. The evolution of like alcohol. God. I just I think that would bring in a lot more people having okay. something hilarious and like less either that or makes them realize they need to get help for their yeah. alcoholism. Right. Eventually cars just gonna see that and be like, Man, I need some help. Yeah. <laughs> see her down there just staring at it like wow. I am a disaster. <laughs> Quick comes over, tries to look at what you're looking and looks like, back at you like, see something yeah. out there? Because <laughs> the rest of it's like clear, you can see yeah. through the window. It's just like, that's the... Uh, like, seeing yeah. these other displays to their gods, uh, Akizi is going to... <laughs> I'll call it God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the painting. Yeah, 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 we're, yeah, we're off of the windows now. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
uh, Akizi is going to just do like a small monument to uh, to uh, Meliki. Because Akizi's not particularly religious, but still wants to show that, like, hey, this is part of who I am. Uh, so it's just going to be a, like, piece of sage in a vase with a uh, shepherd's crook next to it. And Azeroth, any, any final last last ones for you? Alrighty. So, um, <laughs> and if you guys want to add stuff as time goes on, I mean, obviously that's fine. Um, Akizi, that's pretty simple for you to set up. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna have a you, you will have to commission a little bit. I'm gonna okay. say we'll say five gold as well. Okay. So, um, but no, you guys are getting this going, uh, and it's looking awesome. Like as the days, it's exhausting work, and fortunately you've got the tea to help. But despite that, you guys are pretty pumped. And through the long nights of just patrolling and not finding anything, uh, because you do not find anything the rest of the few nights, uh, you've got a lot of time to think and, and come up with more ideas. And So you come in, and you're like, oh, let's get this done. And so it's looking cool. Um, during this time, you have a lot of the, uh, the other tenants of Troll Skull Alley coming in and visiting, um, saying hi want to see what the commotion is, getting really excited, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of people, you know, and, and then of course passerbys too, walking in, like, ooh, what's going on, oh, this place is opening again, finally, ooh, yeah, that sort of thing, um, and we're going to go in, um, we're going to cut in, it's midday-ish, of the, the last day of your, your rounds at the, at the, uh, City of the Dead, um, and you guys are kind of working on everything uh when uh someone walks into the bar into the tavern is it one of the skeletons no um you guys are all walking you know, inside and uh somebody enters the tavern uh the commoner and Elara. what is it about this person this human person that Makes Alara's heart skip a beat. Uh oh. What is it about this person that it's almost just this is the most stunning and just eye catching person that you've ever met? His blue eyes. Alright. So, piercing, just gorgeous blue eyes. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Um, his brown hair. <laughs> oh, it's like purple hair. <laughs> no! Okay. So, um,. No, it's just temporary. <laughs> so yeah, the, the first thing that grabs your attention upon this man entering the tavern are those blue eyes, and he looks at you, and your heart just kind of flutters. It's not a reaction you've ever had in your entire life. Um, what, like, other than brown, what other, like, anything else about his hair? Um, I picture it shorter. Okay. Like, Short, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. And then I picture him, like, really tall. Yeah. Like, not super muscular, but like... Okay. Fit. Yeah. Fit. No, yeah. no, absolutely. A, a handsome gentleman. Yes. Um, and he walks in, and uh, he's looking around. He's uh, tavern opening. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, elbows. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, elbowing you back. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> when are you opening? Cara, when are we opening? <laughs> she just goes like stupid. <laughs> 
Yeah. No. <laughs> and you said, I would say we'll open like, I guess the the weekend. So like a couple of days or okay. something. Okay. Oh, very good, very good. I'm I'm looking for a place to, uh, to pass some time. I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying in town for a, for a few weeks at, uh, at the inn down the street, and I was really hoping for a good place to eat and relax after uh, after a long day. Um, look forward to this. Uh, this looks very good. Ooh, very good. I love the I love the stained glass. Those are gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, excellent. And he, he just kind of looks around. And it's like wow, this is really coming together. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not lying when I say she goes super stupid because she is so not used to these feelings that she's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I say? <laughs> Thank you. You said you said something. <laughs> All right. Um. He uh. He smiles at you. Um. You don't. You're you're a woman of few words. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else around her is like, you? Do you uh, and, and there's a lot of people, like I said, there's a lot of people kind of milling around. And so, do you own this place? I'm part owner. Oh, part owner. Um, and he, he kind of gestures to Kara, who's also you know, right there, obviously. Yeah. Um, the other half? Um, quarter. Quarter. <laughs> oh, oh, my, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> it wasn't a short joke. <laughs> Times ahead, so. Who sent you? Kara <laughs> just puts her knife on the table. Yeah. Who sent you? <laughs> Actually, this is for eating bread. It's, it's, not it's a to... butter knife. I'm sorry, I'm very threatening, and I don't mean to be. <laughs> and then she's like, "Ask what his name is. What's your name?" <laughs> You're like trying to whisper in the car. I'm easy, Alara. How did you forget that? <laughs> she just turns around and looks at you like, yeah. shut it. <laughs> yeah, he actually didn't hear you as, yeah. as the, he's walking. He's, like, he's still walking towards the door. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> we all just kind of go quiet. <laughs> yeah, like the whole room just kind of gets quiet a little bit. <laughs> turns around and like, <laughs> <laughs> she was just like too loud about it. yeah there's like hammering and nailing going on and all of a sudden it all stops and she's and just he, like, just, ah! he turns around and kind of notices um my name is Tristan that makes you your soul day <laughs> I'm Alara Alara that's a pretty name you can leave now <laughs> I shall. I, <laughs> I, uh, I look forward to seeing you again, Alara. And he, he turns loose. She's like, she just basically, because I picture her behind the bar, just basically just, like, slowly sits down. She sinks below the bar. <laughs> yeah. There's then, no chair there. She yeah. just sits on the floor. She just, and then lanes and lays back. She just sits on Akizi's uh, tail. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ow. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Akizi has also made coaster. Had coasters made up. Oh, that I are the bar logos. she made okay. coasters. No, no. So I was like, how adorable. <laughs> they would be bad. Yeah, but still, she's like... Cars trying to no, be nice. Lumpy and just, yeah. <laughs> she's like, it works great and has to hold on to it. Each one is like a pure cube of cork. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like not quite like yeah, level. Not level. Not level. <laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sets it down, it immediately falls over. So um the tenth day of patrols. Um, we're, if I'm not mistaken, around on fifth day of, uh, of Jorn slash, uh, Istrid living there, and Istrid is not helping. No. Istrid is making it harder, uh, and every day it seems to be getting worse. Um, you guys, the routine is, you wake up, you work all afternoon, all day, on getting the tavern ready, you go out into the freezing cold, patrol in the wet conditions, I guess it's not freezing cold, but in, in chilly weather, wet conditions, all night, boring, walking around all night, come home, relax for a minute or two, and all you get from her is just complaining, oh, you know, this the roof is starting to leak, or, you know, this this is, I'm bored, you know, this is, this is terrible, you know, why, why is... Why is there so much noise downstairs? I'm trying to sleep. Um, and and the day as the days go on, it gets worse and worse. Oh. And by the by the the fifth day, it's I mean it's not unbearable, but it's like, come on, really? How long is she supposed to stay here again? A ten day. Ten day. So you're about halfway through. Oh God. Can we get her like a Sudoku book or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys, you'll like come in and you'll see like her dirty boots. Sitting on the floor and just mud draining out the front door and on the hardwood in, in the nice, in the in the common room you guys have upstairs. Or she'll have just, you'll, you'll walk into our, like the den and the table is, f- like Kara, you walk into the den and the table is filled with empty tankards. None of them are yours. <laughs> I know, I take the bottoms that have yeah. K's on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's been using mine! <laughs> That's it! <laughs> yeah, you, you, go in, you go into your, your bathroom, and, like, your toothbrush has been used recently and not by you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's just grass chunks on it. <laughs> grass and cud. cabbage. It's like cud. I'm like, oh, c- come on! Still uses it. <laughs> Alrighty, so that's, I'm just painting the picture, that's kind of what's going on, so, um, we're gonna cut to that night, so, they all are, like I said, the, uh, I imagine that the first day after, or the first night after your skeletal encounter, um, you guys were probably pretty alert and Uh ready, uh, the next day, not as much, and then this is the final night, so, how are you guys traveling tonight, are you still pairing off, are you staying in a group? I want to go with Kara. I'm a wolf. Okay. So, so Akizi and uh, Azarath are going together. Sure. And then, okay. Um, Good children's story right there. Dragonborn and the wolf. <laughs> so, late into the, the watch, um, maybe a couple hours before sunrise, the rain has pretty much stopped and the fog has rolled in. But Akizi and Azarath, I want you both to roll perception checks. Nine. Seven. It's, like, as the rain has dissipated and 
the fog is rolled in, it is quiet. Like, the fog is just absorbing sound. Um, and you guys are kind of walking in relative silence, I imagine. Just kind of reflecting and basking in the in the, uh, the joy of, of about ready to be, to open the tavern finally. And we'll say that it's like tomorrow's the big day. Um, or at least it's coming up in a couple days. Um, and... You know, you, you you just like that that painting got delivered that morning or something, and it's it looks so good. And, oh, you're just so pumped. So I'm gonna say that you guys are just kind of basking in that in quiet, right? When you're you're kind of walking along, in Akizi, mm-hmm. the hairs on the back of your neck start standing up. Akizi <laughs> takes 23 damage. Oh! Ow! <laughs> That was a big ol' hurt! <laughs> she just looks around for a Lara, she's like, is she hitting me? <laughs> um, what clobbered me? Huh. You are not sure. I don't want it to again. Azareth, you're walking along with Keezy, and all of a sudden, you hear this kind of whoosh, and in the blink of an eye, Akizi is on the ground and her back is shredded. You see blood everywhere and a shadowy figure disappears into the fog in front of her and disappears. Um... That did almost kill me, by the way. Or dropped me to... I imagined. (laughs) I imagined so. Oh, I, it, it did roll a uh, nat 20 on the <laughs> Well. Welly, well, well. Yeah. Um, I am going to... <laughs> You're like, ooh! Are, are you okay? He <laughs> <laughs> just looks around like, oh my god. I think my immediate reaction would be to... Oh, and this shadowy figure looked huge. Crazy. It was bigger than a Keezy. Oh, that's large. Oh, Lars would be blow the whistle, blow the whistle. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. So this was definitely no skeleton. Um, this was a shadow skeleton. Use divine sense shit. while mm-hmm. I am using lay on hands on a Keezy. All right. So how much? Because uh, that's just you choose how much HP to give her, right? Mm-hmm. How much you can give her? Um, because she looks pretty fucked up. I have I, the pain. <laughs> I have so many pains. I'll give her 15. Hooray! I take it gratefully. You sense nothing. Uh, I'm gonna blow my whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I actually want you and Akizi to both roll initiative. Uh, four. 13. Take 12 damage. Stop! <laughs> and then make a constitution saving throw. Okay, well, I mean, it's good that that's a good one for me, but stop! Uh, 12. <laughs> you, uh, you're, you're standing there, kind of, like, getting up on your feet, yeah. and all of a sudden, you see this dark, misty, like, ball fly out of the fog and hit you. Ow. Your vision just vanishes. You cannot oh, see Oh, no. You were just completely... Blind you were, you were, oh. you were blinded right now. Yeah. Um, Something blind. Yeah, Azareth, you see two... two big foggy black balls flying at Akizi. One of them hits her right in the chest and she kind of falls down. The other one misses by inches. Um, it lays her out and you like when you look down at her, her eyes are wide, but you like you can see this milky blackness over them. She's very clearly blinded. Um, 
And, oh, this uh, is bad. Yeah. And then when you look up from where they came from, you see these two piercing red eyes in the, in the mist. Um, I'm gonna use my breath weapon. Already? Am I in the way? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, thank God. Delicious. Okay. Okay. So the, the, it needs to roll. Dexterity saving throw, if my memory serves, or? Yeah, dexterity saving roll of 12. Alright, it's exceeded. So, 2d6 damage on a failed save, and half as much on a successful one. Alright, so go ahead and roll your damage. 2d6. 5. So, 3. So Alrighty, so Azeroth, you, uh, you open your mouth and, uh, your fiery breath lances forth towards the uh, to the red eyes. You see it move, but like in the instant, you kind of see this shape, this dark shape. It kind of looks like a large cat, like a giant predatory cat, but it is huge. And you see like your your fire lists off. It kind of like it's uh, it doesn't have fur, more like it's. Like you can see flashes of like what, what you can think to describe as hardened flesh or blood, um, and then bits of bone, um, and they're dark. They're like very, very dark, uh, and it's just in an instant. And you and the other image you see are just cool. like you can see it's it's uh, below the, the the red piercing eyes, massive like a jaw, dagger sharp teeth, and you also see like the the quick glance of a, a tail whipping around in the behind it that has a huge like, blade on it. Um, and the thing screams out as this fire as it moves to the side and you see some of the, like steam rising off of its hide um, just before the darkness envelops it again. And Akizi, I mm -hmm. want you to make a make me do another constitution <laughs> yeah. saving throw. Uh, 19. You hear this uh, piercing scream and Fortunately, you're able to keep it together despite the circumstances. But this this horrendous shriek tears you back into the the forest and in that sea of carnage where your entire clan was killed, your family. Stop that. And then shortly thereafter, like uh, Azeroth, you see these piercing eyes in the darkness hunker down, and you know this thing is about to pass on you. When suddenly you hear a thump, thump, thump from like a foot, heavy footsteps running up beside you, and you kind of glance over and you see a lantern held aloft, and Sir Ambrose charges in, Yay! kind of holds it up above you guys. I heard the, I heard the, the, the whistle. Is everything okay? And uh, you look back, and there's nothing. Uh, no, there was massive thing that attacked us. He like quickly starts looking around, but um, Akizi, your vision slowly returns. Okay. But your your chest is kind of Yeah, I feel like garbage. Burning. Yeah. So and and pretty soon these two arrive as well as uh, as Sir Ambrose is looking around. Uh, Kara and Alara, you guys get there, you see Akizi is bleeding and hurt. Like you you instantly tell you can instantly tell she's hurt. Um, I have an owl. And Azeroth is standing there looking pretty freaked out. Um, and Sir Ambrose is also there, like, searching through the uh, the foggy darkness, and there's nothing else there. <clears throat> yeah, I'm standing just, like, um, as, a, like, a defensive action. If anything's to come out to hurt, 
Akizi, like, she is standing over her, just, like, ready to take the hit for her or block it with her shield. Okay. Alara casts Cure Wounds on Akizi. How much wounds am I cured? Uh, Eleven. Yay. That doubled my current hit points. I bleed less. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, pretty soon, uh, Sir Ambrose comes back to you like, I do not see any sign of anything. And this is the scene of the horror movie where the arm comes out through his chest. <laughs> yeah. This thing's just gonna take him off. Yeah. And he, 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 he starts there. to say, are you sure? And then he looks over to Akizi. Perhaps it is best we call tonight's watch early. Where did you... What, what happened? What did you see? Where, where was it? Where'd it go? It just attacked um, us out who, of nowhere. Where, 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 yeah, I explain everything to Kara. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go, like that way. Is that where you saw it? Yeah. And she's gonna go over there and look around. All right, that's the direction that uh, Sir Ambrose just came from. Okay, well, I, that's, I'm, fine. that's fine. I'm gonna double his. Yeah. I'm gonna go with her because I don't want anything to happen to her. <laughs> yeah, go, ahead and, go ahead and roll perception. Twenty-two. Nine. <laughs> uh, you neither of you find anything. And I got a twenty-two. <laughs> And you do not find anything. And I had a 22. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to help Keezy walk back. Keezy walk back. I can walk. I'm just owied. Ow. I carry you. <laughs> yeah. Tr- You're just like draped. Like, oh, my back. <laughs> All right. It's fine. <laughs> um, you, you guys are able to make it back to the tavern um, unimpeded. You walk in and Istrid is uh, like just getting up. Um, she's standing, or he's standing out in the, uh, in the den, um, and just kind of sitting on the couch, and you can see, like, he's got porridge or something, he's dribbling it all over the couch, just kind of eating, and he looks over to you guys. The hell happened to you? Don't ask. We're not entirely certain. Alara just goes back into the bar, grabs a napkin, shoves it at her. (laughs) She kind of, like, looks at it like, what the hell is this for? And then she starts wiping her. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a slob! And walks back upstairs. <laughs> she kind of just... Cora's like, Jordan sets I the guess bowl, I should start using a Sets the bowl napkin. down on the table and just... Okay, and then he walks into his room. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the bowl and the spoon there. Oh, one step at a time, I guess. <laughs> so. so, now that the tavern is be Like, we have furniture in there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can't sleep on the floor anymore. You can sleep I, in the cellar. I guess I'm going to go go get a room. I'm going to... It's coming. Get a room, Kara! Just somewhere. Sad. No, I'm going to I'm gonna go... I guess you said there was, like, the utmost one wasn't claimed. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, currently the, the attic. Okay, so I'll go I'll go sleep in the attic. Guess I'm sleeping in a room now. <laughs> like, went up there to go and sleep. The ghost is basically like, thank moved God. All her, moved all her stuff up there. We'll say the next day, it's the, like you guys rest that afternoon. You don't have any tasks or anything, so you're able to focus on healing up. Um, you kind of leave getting the, the preparations up to Clint and the rest of the, the guilds and stuff this day. Um, I well, think by least, this point they probably... It's it's pretty much done. We'll say that uh, you're two days away from the grand opening. Um, the day before the grand opening, like, you guys, that night you rest. Like, you're able to actually sleep. Um, I imagine you probably have a, like, an actual, like, celebratory dinner to yourselves with Clint um, at uh, that night. Um, 
And uh, how uh, how is Kara feeling about that? Like, what's what's the situation there? Pretty. Um, I'd imagine like the only thing they have in common right now is booze. Okay. Um. Yeah. We'll say that like you guys had this kind of a celebratory feast for yourselves, celebrating the the impending opening of the tavern. Um. And through the night, uh, Kara, you you have a your first meaningful conversation with Clint and talking like you guys actually like real you just when you find out that he also knows how to brew and he and he finds out that you know how to brew and it's it's kind of a uh, you just start talking yeah. having conversation um and i think he does something that kind of strikes Kara's fancy for the first time he fills her glass what does he do what, what, what does he do that kind of makes Kara like oh like, he doesn't, okay, he doesn't mock, like, she has, like, she'll talk about how she, like, like, her first story is, like, how she learned how to brew, and it was, like, basically, I mean, I guess the equivalent of, like, toilet wine, but in the sense that, it's like, <laughs> they're in the wilderness, they make, like, a, di- a shitty distillery as soldiers, and it's, like, like keeping it, like, shit. secret mm-hmm. from the, like, the higher-ups, because you know if they find out they're going to have to come down on them. So they're keeping it a secret, but as all things go, everyone finds out and eventually they're like, listen, all of all of the lieutenants have to stop this. <laughs> listen, you know, you we have don't to stop unless you invite us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't know who... So, so, yeah, I mean, it was just like, she has a story about how it was like, it was a shitty little, like, you know, fermenting, uh, what was it called? The... Just the moonshining, like yeah, like a moonshining distiller thing. That's like, you know, very, very, very much just like cobbled together. And it was, you know, her and other little lieutenants, and then it was other soldiers, and they're just like, try this, throw this in there, let's try, you know, just like something fun to do while they're out, like in this wilderness situation during war. And she's telling this story, and most people would, like, scoff at that. Like, so you were moonshining while on duty. And he was just like, oh, that's creative. Like, he's actually, okay. like, positive about all these, like, really kind of backwards fucked up stories she has about, like, oh, one time we, you know. And, like, she has, like, a ton of stories. And he's, like, filling her glass. Like, she doesn't even have to ask. And... And then he talks about, like, his stories are probably more like, oh, I learned from the family. We ha-, you know, he's yeah, just, this, like, this one time pushes I, up yeah, his this, glasses. This one time my cousin accidentally put this into this, and, you know. Yeah, and it was just like, like he, used, it, he yeah. used wheat instead of hops, and you're just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we used some mushrooms we found <laughs> on a tree. <laughs> we didn't know what they well, I like do. That, like, he's, he's like, we had to throw out an entire batch because like a, a rat fell into it or something. Like, yeah, we had to throw an entire batch out because a dead soldier fell in it. <laughs> we got some blood in it. A goblin fell yeah. into it. We were like making bets like, hey, yeah. you drink it, I'll pay it. You know? He's like, and, oh, we we just threw ours out. And he would, laugh, like, he would laugh at the jokes and he's just like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's how, and so she's starting to be like, all right, he's not a bad guy. Like, okay. you know, she she kind of like first saw him like, oh, he's this this uppity chemist in it from a good family, and and she's like, actually, he's like pretty likable. <laughs> um, at some point in time, during the um, at some point in time during this uh, this dinner, 
there's a knock at the tavern door, um, and uh, Clint opts, like, he kind of immediately, like, he's, he's already in, like, employee mode, he just stands up and goes over to the door, opens it, and he says, uh, yes, uh, can I help? Oh, okay. And he turns around, give me a moment, and then he steps outside and closes the door. After a few moments, um, the door opens again, and he comes back inside, and he's looking a little, not unnerved, but a little rattled. Like, you can tell something kind of got under his skin a little bit. He kind of, he sits back at the bar, or at the, at the table, and then tries to just jump back into the conversation we were having. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, where were we? Oh. What was that? Um, an, an acquaintance, an acquaintance of mine, just, uh, just looking for money. It's fine. Oh, I mean, do you... You need some money? No, no, no. She's like red cheeked yeah. at this point. I'll work. I'll work for it. I hear I money. No, no I, I sent him on his way. He doesn't. He doesn't need any money. No. I sent him on his way. Yeah. This scum. <laughs> so. All right. All right. I'm getting traffic. Just, just like. So, um, that next morning, you were all awoken to the sound of Vajra in your uh, safari in your heads again. Uh-oh. She says, this is Vajra. I have a new task for you. Um, a member of Force Grey has been acting strangely of late. His, his name is Maloon Wardragon, and his happy-go-lucky demeanor has soured. He's been hanging around the Yawning Portal more than usual. Uh -oh. Observe him for a ten-day, then report back to me. And, of course, Kara and Azeroth, you both know Maloon. He's, he was one of your friends that you'd chosen at the beginning of the... Way back at the beginning of the campaign. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's the he's the uh, the Force Gray soldier who was at the uh, at the Yawning Portal, and you both know him as a pretty stern, just kind of no nonsense kind of character, other than trying to recruit people to Force Gray. But when she refers to him as happy go lucky, like that does not sound right. <laughs> like yeah. that's like who? <laughs> Wait, what? Happy go lucky, huh? So. And he and he's acting funny. And yeah, he's... He, he, she said that uh, his happy-go-lucky demeanor has soured as of late. And you've never seen a happy-go-lucky. So he's just acting normal <laughs> to you guys. Yeah, you're, so that's news to you. Um, but more importantly, today's the day. Today is the grand opening. You guys get down and. Uh, who's going to be doing the ribbon cutting ceremony, so to speak? <laughs> we well, Clint, all are you, like, you, get down there, <laughs> you two hold the top one, okay? I'll, I'll hold the bottom one, okay? And let's we all hold disembowel the ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the adventure over. Oh, man. We did bad. Like, when you get down there, you actually look out the window. Or, well, when you get when you get down out from your uh, from the uh, from the manor. Um, but you'll know that the uh, in order to get to the tavern, you actually have to leave the manor and go outside and around, and then that's how you get in. Um, so you guys do that, and you actually, like, there's there's probably half a dozen people waiting for you to open. Most of them are residents of um, of Trollskull Alley. You see, uh, you see Fala there, Tally is there, one of the Genasi, the uh, Fire Genasi, Embrick is there. Rishal is there, and you see a few other um, people that you that have more specifically people that stopped by to say hi, inquired about the inn. Um, Tristan is not there. Aww. <laughs> As we walk out, like Kara kind of stops, like like it looks. She sees the. It looks like she sees the crowd. And goes, oh, I think I'm gonna be sick. And then like turns around and vomits in the bushes. And she's like, No, I feel better. I just drank something funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like, you, you guys get in. Clint is already. Clint is behind. Clint is behind the er, in the kitchen already getting the, the furnaces all fired up and the deep fat fryer. Stuff, yeah, he's getting getting. You could see him like getting eggs and, and stuff ready and getting them on a plate and um, he's got slabs of meat and bread. And he's he's ready. He's he's good to go. So. I introduced to Clint my idea of the slider. Nice. <laughs> Never been thought of. I, I don't. I don't really have the. I don't have the, the. The really the necessary ingredients for that. But that's fascinating. <laughs> so what you do is you take some ground beef. Oh, God. He eyes you a little warily. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pork, pork works too. You just shred it. <laughs> All right. That's not. That's not funny because we don't have a pig person. Right? <laughs> and then a pig person walks. No. Yeah. <laughs> open, you guys get, uh, like I said, about half a dozen people come in, order breakfast or, or light drinks. Water. Kara <laughs> <laughs> just looks at them like, juices and Alka stuff. water. They're not gonna drink this early in the morning. Which Kara doesn't understand, why not? Yeah, Kara's yeah. baffled. Like, but... every hour is drink hour. Like, um, like it's, it's booze o'clock somewhere. It's, like, happy hour is Every hour. <laughs> well, I'm such a joyful person. <laughs> but the it's day... on the ground. So the day the day goes on. Uh, it's a, for the first day of the tavern being open, and even like normal businesses would see a lot of business. But due to the history of this place and the infamy of this place, the first day that Soldier's Company is open is really busy. You guys don't even have time to think about the mission that you've been assigned. Um, so I'd imagine, like, Clint and I are behind the bar, Alara's oh, serving. What do you two want to do? Like, I don't even know. Okay. Like, are you good at cooking or no? no. Uh, what about you? I'm sitting on, like, I guess, bouncer. Okay, that, that is, would make sense. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Pretty easy job, especially in the morning hours. Um, so, Akizi, you guys had a patron visit that took you off guard and was kind of a pleasant surprise. Who was that? Uh, it was Volo. Oh, okay. yeah, excellent. That would make sense. Yeah, he want, he knew that we were opening the, the pub today, so we wanted to come by and, like, Brag to people that he started us. That he started us. <laughs> oh yeah, very much. And we're so. like, oh that Volo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he probably hangs out for several hours, mm -hmm. um, most of the evening, if not all of the late afternoon and, and evening, um, just hanging. He gives out. us a promotional copy of his book. Oh yeah. To put on the very bar. Much so. we, very we, much give so. him, we give him like a couple <coughs> free drinks. Yeah. And, like he's our friend. He's Oh yeah, no, he's he's he's, he's living it up. Like, he, there's no way he would have missed out mm -hmm. missed out on this. So that's a good call. Um, uh, Azareth, um, he brought buff brought Foon, and they're like off kissing in the corner. 
Is that canon now? Okay. <laughs> I guess I, yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> now it is. All right. Um. So, Azeroth, uh, you did have uh, someone try to uh, get into the tavern at night that uh, that you had to turn away. Who was that? What happened? Um. So, he was basically a homeless beggar looking for trouble. This isn't an IHOP. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're looking for the public library. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, you had to turn him away. Did it, did it come to blows, or did it, was it a simple just get out? It was as simple. If you don't leave, I'll wreck you. Okay. Kind of thing. <laughs> so he left. Yeah. He, he took one look up. He took, he sized you up at first, like he was just like, oh yeah, and then he looked at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he kept okay. <laughs> I don't want to fight a dragon. <laughs> Alright. Um, Kara? Yeah. Um, we have another you have another encounter with Clint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would dare say this is the first time there's been like the first romantic encounter of some kind. Oh god. Um, what, what was that? Like uh... what, the first time where like Kara probably doesn't realize it. But looking back on it, she knows like that was the first time that sparks kind of what happened. And that's how so, I met your father. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they're having to run in and out, like between the the kitchen and stuff like that. Like someone's like, I need more peanuts or some shit, and she's like, I'm on it. I'll go. So, I'll go make some more. <laughs> so one of the times he's bringing out like food and she's got like mugs or something and they're trying to like shimmy past each other and they almost knock over each other's like platters I don't know like whatever they're holding and so they kind of like help each other and he like brushes her and he's just like blushes about it he's oh I'm, I'm sorry like very gentlemanly she's like what do you mean? <laughs> I don't and, understand romance yeah and she's just cause like she like caught him like, <laughs> she's like, <"Got> you. <laughs> and he just like, because when he stumbled, they like brushed her. And so, yeah, he was like embarrassed about doing that. And she was like, I don't get it, but I saved him. <laughs> Ish. And so, yeah, it was like, it was a small moment. It was like a really weird, clumsy moment, but it was like, it meant a lot to her where he was like, respectful about it and was it you know he like he was nice about it like most people if they run into her they just like would have sorry or they don't say anything and he was just like oh (laughs) ma'am you know like my apologies (laughs) it's like huh (laughs) and she like took her aback so yeah that was alright so after (laughs) a certain amount of time has passed uh, it's, it's getting a little bit late in the evening, when uh, do you guys? I, I assume you probably set up like a bell for the for the door or something. Um, you hear uh, you, Alara. You hear that bell and you look up, and it's Tristan. Aww. And he walks in. Um, she, she's all disheveled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hair's everywhere. How uh, how does Alara feel when she sees him again? Um, fluttery, but like not as stupid as she was the last time. <laughs> I, I like to imagine if you if you will permit me um, that like he, he walks up to the bar and like 
Clint is about ready to serve him, and Alara just comes in and just shoves him out of the way, and you're like, hi, what can I get you to drink? <laughs> hi, Alara? Yeah. Bill, like, she, she just yeah, had met, that moment. Yeah, we met a few days ago. <laughs> like, yeah, you were the hot one, and I was Bill. the... <laughs> I, I was the... <laughs> yeah, he, he smiles like a very genuine. Like I'm happy to see you smile. Um, and he says, "Alara, I'm, I'm glad you guys finally got this place open. It looks fantastic, and this is this is great. You're uh, really hopping today." Thank you. Yeah, business has been crazy today. So, um, you you and him him end up getting into a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you learn that he's in town on business. Um, and he's going to be, he's been here for a few weeks, he's still planning on being here for a few weeks, he doesn't know exactly when he's going to be leaving. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you guys are talking, and eventually he says, um, you know, like he's starting to put a few drinks away, he's getting a little tipsy. Um, I imagine even you have at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, he finally says, um, oh, <laughs> you, want, you, what's, you want to know what's crazy? I just, he kind of like laughs, he's like, <laughs> I just realized... When you when I met you the other day, I had this uncanny feeling that I'd met you before, and I just realized what Laura Boulderdown, Boulderdown, my family's we grew up together. Her face goes from like to... yeah. As soon as you hear that, like all of a sudden you're just ripped back in time and back in your childhood, and you remember suddenly like clear as day. You don't know how you misplaced. You remember him. You remember like, him. She's like, I don't recognize this fucking <laughs> He wasn't necessarily like the ringleader of your bullies, but he was definitely one of your bullies. He was definitely like naming out like Oh names. yeah, like he was he was there. Like he was definitely not one who was like just going with the crowd, but um and you just probably didn't know up. his actual name, like he was you just knew him as like fucko or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's basically like she called all of her bullies like Dick one, dick two, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, this is like dick three. So <laughs> he's still no, up he there in the ranks. Yeah, exactly. Like he wasn't the the ringleader, but you remember, and it's it just it hits you like a ton of bricks, and then oh, suddenly you're sucked back in the moment, and he's still got that charming smile, and he's still laughing. He's like, "Do you? Oh my god, do you remember?" And he starts naming off anecdotes, and you're just kind of toning him out. She's. Because I imagine she put a dagger under the bar. I picture her just, like, grabbing the dagger and, like, like slowly, like, just, like, she just wants to, like, come on, stab him. And, like, she mumbles, she mumbles it at first, but she's like, get out. And he kind of, what? Get out. He kind of, he, he looks over his shoulder at the door and I'm not. I'm not done. I thought we were, ha we were having a conversation. She grabs the dagger and stabs the the counter. He, he, he <laughs> sobers up quick. Whoa, whoa! The, the, the tire, like a lot of the, it, it goes quiet in the tavern. <laughs> Just yeah. All, all right. He, he stands up and <laughs> kind of um, he tosses like a few gold coins onto the the counter to pay for his drinks and then uh, like a tip as well. <laughs> Sorry. I'll I'll see you. And he. He leaves. Azeroth kind of stands in the doorway and puffs his chest out of him <laughs> and walks out. Alara, like, Ma trying not Mama to Bear cry Azeroth. because she's just having all these flashbacks of being teased and she's like, I need a moment and or Papa Bear. and has to go upstairs. Okay. That'd be Mama Bear. And she doesn't want anyone to see her cry. Like, she's never been that way because her dad always told her, don't let him see you cry. Yeah. 
So she has to go upstairs and just go up there. Okay. So you get upstairs and like you're barely able to contain it. And as soon as you're in the door into the common room, it's it starts hitting you. And then and you're just kind of standing there. And then pretty soon you look up and Jorn is just standing in the doorway, <laughs> looking like. Um. Laura is like, if you tell anybody about this, I will stab you. Like straight face. Like yeah, all right. <laughs> he, he just kind of stands there and, and just like stands there while you walk into the hallway and up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to be this way. <laughs> Alrighty. The next morning, Akizi, um, you were awoken by the sound of, and, and this is starting to get tiresome it is i like <laughs> you, you're awoken to the sound of tapping on your glass on the glass of your is it what i recognize or is it a new friend it's a new friend it's a crow and the oh, crow looks is a raven <laughs> the crow looks over at you and then like opens its beak <laughs> <laughs> and you uh you hear the distinct voice of melanor Felbranch. oh god damn it doppelgangers threaten the balance of power in Waterdeep. Rumor has it a group of them are hiding in the yawning portal. Root them out and rid the city of them if you can. Okay, we had business in the yawning... Oh, okay, goodbye. It flies off. <laughs> this is a recorded message. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I... Oh. So we, we're done in the graveyard, right? Or in yeah. The city of the, okay. yeah you're Could I tell him before he leaves? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot reply to this message. <laughs> Actually, no. I mean, it's because what it, what it is is an animal messenger. So, like, it's not a two-way thing. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I imagine you would have turned that in in the okay. ensuing days. So you got... Um, oh, I forgot about that. Um, I get something cool? Yeah. Uh, you gain one renown in, in the Emerald Enclave, and then everybody who patrolled for all ten nights gets a hundred gold. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. I love money. <laughs> it's my favorite flavor. <laughs> money. A hundred gold. That coppery taste in my mouth. But I don't know that. Then, um, I just have shiny shit for my room. <laughs> and then, um, coincidentally, at the same time, um, Azareth, uh, you receive a summons from the Order of the Goblin. Court message per. <laughs> like, um, I'm cracking up about that. Hey, Goblin. So you uh, you you meet up with uh, Savra at the uh, at the uh, the temple, um, and she informs you that guards at the End Shift Tavern, located on End Shift Street in the Field Ward, are being robbed nightly, and the innkeeper says he's seen giant rats prowling around the back alleys. Uh, sounds dull, but it's a plea for help that we can't ignore. Anything I need to know? Um, no, just meet with him and, uh, or meet with the, meet with the tavern. Find out what's going on. And on your way back, uh, as you were, you were walking through the streets of, um, of Waterdeep, uh, you're kind of walking through, um, one of the wards, getting close, getting close-ish to, uh, back home. Um, when you kind of look up and you see, like, a group of, uh, mercenaries across the, uh, like, down the street a ways and across the street, um, walking, and they're all armed, they're all armored, um, there's at least half a dozen, and you kind of stop, 
is around one of their one of them. Like you see one of them, a, a rather burly guy, um, big twisted scar on his face. You see hanging around his neck is a golden amulet in the shape of a dragon's hand clutching at Ruby. That's where I'm gonna call. Someone. I knew it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so two of them run up and stab you with the short, short swords. The short, short, short sword, and the short, sh the short sword. 